Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. Hi, Norm. My St. Bernard is eating my pussy right now. And I love him, but I love your show more. And to prove how much I love your show, I'm going to blow his brains out while he eats me out. <coughs> love you, Norm. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, apps are fucking looting free. Norm Augustinus. You see, if it was up to me, I would never allow a female to buy an electric car. Not ever would I let a chick buy an electric car in America or maybe anywhere in the world. And you're going to say, why, Norm? What's the difference? A woman owning the car, a man owning the car, electric car. What's the difference? There's a huge difference. And I'm going to try to say, tell you it here now before we begin. What is an electric car? An electric car has a $15,000 battery below it. Big thing, like the size of a single or twin bed. That's how big the electric battery is on the bottom of the electric car, under the seats. It's under the driver's seat, under the passenger seat. It's an electric car, and the battery is down there. And it's even in the back where the people would sit. There's an electric battery underneath them, too. It's just a big sheet battery the size of a twin bed under the car. Why wouldn't I have a woman in an electric car? It's quite simple. It makes total sense, and when I tell you why, you're going to agree with me. What does a battery do? What does a battery do under stress when it's being used? Battery heats up. Battery gets warm. Okay, now it's heating up, it's getting warm, and eventually gets hot. That's this electric battery inside, say, a Muskmobile. Elon Musk car, the Tesla, it heats up, it gets really hot below the driver's seat, gets hot below the passenger seat, gets hot below the passenger seats. Why don't you want it to get hot? Well, here's why. Why don't you want a woman in it when it's getting hot? Here's why. Because a woman basically is sitting on that seat and there's a lot of heat happening. Now, let's use this metaphor. Let's use what I'm going to say here. What happens if I have a gigantic chicken coop? I mean, maybe like a commercial-sized chicken coop, and I sell eggs. But the whole chicken coop, the bottom of the chicken coop, catches on fire somehow. What, what happens? Gets hot, catches on fire. The chickens are above it. The eggs are above it. Well, they start burning. They start smoking. The eggs start popping. They start bubbling and smoking and stinking up the place. The chickens are dying. The eggs are dying above where the fire started. And it's all over. It gets really hot. They all die. There's tremendous stink. Chicken coop's gone. Well, it's the same thing with a female in an electric car in America. What is a woman, basically? Like 80-90% of a woman is the fact that she is a movable chicken coop. She's got eggs in her. She's got an incubator in her. This is her cunt. 
the eggs, the incubator, it's all between her cunt. And now she's sitting on this big giant sheet battery that's powering her her muskmobile, her Tesla. She's sitting on this giant sheet battery. That's all a woman is. I mean, they can do other things, yeah. But they're basically a chicken coop, an incubator with eggs in her. When they're born, they got like a million eggs in them. And the older they get as they age, the eggs die off. They come out in her period, and then pretty soon, she's just a thing. She's got no more eggs in her. The incubator, the egg, chicken egg, the coop between her legs, the chicken coop, it's all gone. It's now closed down. It's like a, a farmer that left the community, and he abandoned his chicken coop. It's all gone. It's It's over. They find this building years later. There was once chickens in it, thousands maybe of chickens. There's all these fucking roosts and things in it, all kinds of straw. It's all abandoned now. Cobwebs, spiders, it's just gone. Well, that's what happens to a woman's cunt. As she ages, it becomes this abandoned chicken coop because a hatchery, because that's what her cunt is. I don't care what anybody, I defy anybody to tell me otherwise that it's something else. Now she's sitting in her fucking driver's seat on her electric car. She's got her grin on her face like a Tesla, like a fucking Cheshire cat. She's smiling out the window, wanting people to see her. Look at me. I'm in some kind of reinvention of an electric car, even though electric cars have been around since like 1915, 1917, something like that. She's smiling and driving around and thriving on the attention to be looked at, but this fucking battery's getting hotter and hotter and hotter below her chicken coop, this hatchery that's between her legs that's just above the battery. What's happening? Well, her cunt is heating up. Her cunt's heating up. Her eggs are heating up. The stench is getting stronger and stronger. And I know this for a fact because I was in a fucking Muskmobile, a Tesla. Just recently, I was in one with a bitch and she, I, well, I could smell her snatch. I could smell it. She was kind of fidgety. She was moving around. Yeah, you could say it was because she was in the car with Norm Augustinus, and I have all this charm and charisma, and I'm very attractive. I really am. When I say I'm the recipe of what people want to be in America, I truly am. You could say that. That was doing it for her, and that's the stink I was smelling, but that was not it. The smell I was smelling when I was in the car with this woman in her Tesla was that between her legs, where her chicken coop is, where the eggs are, the hatchery, the incubator, that's what's between a woman's legs. They don't push that shit. They can't sell that shit in a commercial. Imagine something like that. There's a commercial out and they're selling her incubator between her legs. They're selling her hatchery between her legs. They're selling the eggs between her legs. Unfortunately, nobody want, seems to want that. You can't sell shit with that. She's driving around, and I could smell something. I could smell an extreme stench. And you're never going to get over that stench if a chick is driving a Tesla or any electric car because that's going to heat up her hatchery, her eggs, her incubator, her baby maker between her legs. It's going to heat it up, and eventually the eggs are going to start dying, and she's going to go sterile. They're just going to get too fucking hot. What is it, 98.7 degrees a woman is or so down there? It needs that temperature. But when that fucking battery heat's coming up, it rises to like 106 degrees inside her hatchery. Her baby maker, her egg place, her fucking incubator gets hotter and hotter and hotter, and the stench starts fucking coming out. Now, I know this is true. 
because I looked at a Tesla closely, and for some goddamn reason, in addition to the vibrator that's built into the seat of the driver's seat, in addition to that, are tiny fucking vents that are fan-powered, exhaust fans, that suck stench away from the seat to below the car and out the back of the car. So all that hatchery smell, all that egg smell, all that between-the-leg smell of a woman's pussy is being blown out the back of the Tesla, and they have those fans built in. There's no other reason it could be there. Why would you vent out the, the driver's seat right in the middle of the driver's seat where the ass is? It's to vent out the stench of a woman's cunt, the eggs heating up, the eggs dying, the eggs bubbling. The the snatch, the snatch, all of it is is burning up because of the batteries that are below her fucking ass. The big battery. And this is what's happening. This is why they should not be selling electric cars to women in the United States. They can't be put into these cars. Like, we need one more ounce of fucking pussy stink blowing into the air, going coming out and going into the air. Was there 8 billion people? 8 billion people on the planet Earth, maybe a little bit more. 4.7 billion chicks blowing pussy farts nonstop and methane gas nonstop, 20 farts a day, pussy farts whenever they fuck, which is every day. Like we need one more iota of vaginal stench being blown into our atmosphere, but they won't say nothing about that. All they keep saying is it's fucking cows. Cows, 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 cows. Not to 5.7 fucking pussy farts, 5.7 billion pussy farts almost every other day, plus methane gas being blown out of woman's pussy. Now we have to worry about an electric car. She's sitting on a big sheet battery, cost about 15 grand, and it's heating up her cunt, killing the eggs, destroying her vagina, destroying her fucking sugar walls, destroying the whole thing, drying it out, and then sort of doing something, the electromagnetic radiation from the batteries and all that, it's just wiping out her fucking cunt at an alarming rate. I just wouldn't have it. I don't want that. I don't want to be sitting inside of a car in a chick's chicken coop, especially if she's active. I'm rarely in a car or anywhere with a bitch who's gone past menopause. I just don't. I've hitchhiked a few times. I had no choice. Chick that picked me up was older. She was past menopause. There's absolutely no fucking good reason for a chick on menopause to be affiliated with you. You want to be around a chick that's chocked full of fucking eggs. More eggs equals more action. Always remember that. That's like a fucking, that's like a written in stone thing. That's like fucking Moses coming down the mountain and he's got the Ten Commandments. You have to always remember that. More eggs, more action. Write that down somewhere. More eggs, more action. The less eggs, you don't get any action. She's a dried out scuzz bag driving the fuck around. She's going to get vaginal lubricant. She's got to get forceps to pry her cunt open. You just don't want that with the anal forceps and vaginal forceps. Nobody wants that. I think it's a big mistake to have electric cars around women in this country or maybe around the world. I just don't want it. I don't want it. Maybe you shouldn't want it either. Maybe there should be something up about that. The eggs being cooked out. It's just like that analogy I gave you, the metaphor that I gave you 
If I put heat under a giant chicken coop, say the Tyson fucking chicken company, you know, Tyson chicken at Kroger or a fucking that place out west, whatever that fucking supermarket chain is, it's owned by Kroger. Say that there's a giant Tyson factory sized chicken coop and all kinds of fire breaks out below the chickens where they are. The roost, they're roosting, they're, they're hatching their eggs, there's eggs there. The stench would be unbearable. They'd have to clear the area out for a couple of fucking weeks. It's the same thing that's happening with a warming up and then getting a hot battery inside a Tesla below the driver's side, the passenger side, the back two seats, that big sheet battery the size of a twin bed. The same thing's happening with regards to a woman's pussy. The eggs are being cooked. The eggs are being fried out. The stench of the pussy is being burned up. You're in the car and... You don't know what it is, why you're getting a headache, why you're feeling queasy, why you're feeling sickly. The stench is doing that to you. You should know that now that's what's going to happen. If you get into a car with a female who's got a lot of eggs in her cunt, that's always the best way to go. They take more chances. They're more energetic. They're more alive. Who wants some skag without an egg in her cunt? I have no idea. They're trying to mainstream it, make it look like she has some kind of fucking worth. She does have worth. If you want her to drive a cement truck, one of those rotating mixing cement trucks, if you want her to drive a fucking steamroller, if you want her to drive a big fucking pickup truck or a big dump truck, that makes sense there. She can do all that stuff, but who would want a pussy that doesn't have any eggs in it, that has no vibrancy, it's not alive anymore, it's not anything, it's just an old black and white picture that looks like somebody stapled it between her fucking legs. Nobody wants that. It's just a mistake, an absolute tragedy, to put a woman in an electric car, and I've been there, I've smelt it, that hot battery cooking her cunt. Maybe you like that. Maybe you like the stench of that. You won't like it for long if you have to be subjected to it too long because you will lose your ability to smell. You will have vision issues eventually, problems. Remember, eyeballs breathe in oxygen. Without oxygen, the eyeball doesn't work. It clouds up and stops functioning. And you need to breathe fresh air, not pussy air that's being cooked by an electric battery just below her twat as she tools around town looking for fucking dick. That's all they look for 24-7 is dick. They want dick. That's the only thing that gets them up is dick. They know that by 40, 44 years old, if they're not settled down, if they haven't found some sucker to buy them a house, to let them live in their house, to absorb their bills, they know they're in deep-ass shit. I mean, they don't even want to work at 22 or 25. They're just waiting for a fucking rube like you to come through the door, a fucking mama Luke, some imbecile like you to absorb all her bills and shit. They just want dick. That's all they think about 24 hours a day, seven days a week. A friend of mine told me who works in the health department in Detroit, he says women today, right now, they masturbate approximately every 15 minutes in a 24-hour period. All they're doing is running their fingers through their secret garden non-fucking-stop, cuking their puke. That's what I like to call it. It's like a big dick, like a cucumber, Puke your puke, and the puke is the stench of their vagina, especially if they were in an electric car. Billions of women are out there right now 
puking their pukes, and you're chasing them. You want them. I don't understand this. You want to get hooked up with them. They, I don't know why. I've been through that. I understand it all. It's impossible. It couldn't happen to me anymore. I'm immune to it. I've written a complete 16-page fucking pamphlet on why you shouldn't be with one and how it will protect you in the end if you're not with them. The name of the fucking pamphlet is, by chance, Cuke Your Puke. Now, Cuke stands for cucumber, and puke is the puke, the stench of a vagina, especially if they had been sitting in an electric car. Cuke Your Puke by Norm Augustinus. Now, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to read some shit like that? I wish I'd have known that years ago. That title is gold. Maybe it'll help work out. Maybe it won't work out. But that is absolute fucking gold. Cuke Your Puke by Norm Augustinus. Named it women. Just a new term you can use. I've invented thousands over the fucking years. Half the terms out there I invented or said. But I don't see attribution to any of them. That's the lousy shit and thing about America. It's just borrow, rewrite, steal, borrow, rewrite, steal, borrow, steal. It's the way, just the way it fucking works here. Chicks are fucking cuking their puke right now. That means using like a cucumber in their fucking puke slit. Their puke snatch. Their puke alley. They're cuking their puke. Try it right now. You can use it. Go out and tell your old lady right now. What's she doing out there? Talking to somebody, doing something. Go out there. Hey, you're cuking your puke slut. And they'll love that shit. Honest to God. They're cuking their puke when they're in a fucking bathtub. I'm a bathtub, by the way. Talking about a bathtub. A bathtub is nothing more, if you look at it, than kind of an oblong parabolic dish. It's just an oblong parabolic dish. It's not a round dish. It's kind of an elongated dish, like a re- like a square that's been stretched into a rectangle, a standard bathtub. And it's like a parabolic dish, this, this shape. Now, a chick's in that fucking bathtub, and all they do is whack off. Every 15 minutes, my friend at the fucking Detroit Health Department told me this. His name is Sing Ling. Honest to God, Sing Ling. And Sing Ling told me that Every 15 minutes, a chick is playing with her cunt. That's what you're going to inherit. When you marry some bitch, when you're with some chick, she's fucking dying as you make her go to a movie, as you make her go out and eat red lobster, whatever the fuck the slut wants, because she's no longer able to cuke her puke every 15 minutes. She wants to be able to cuke her puke, and she's faking it for you. So you like her. So you think she's got class, she's got possibilities. Just don't smell her fingers when you're driving her to your dinner date or wherever the fuck you're going because they're going to smell like fucking pussy. Because that's what chicks pointer fingers and middle fingers smell like. They smell like fucking pussy. They've been cuking their puke. They've been in their electric car cooking their eggs, frying the fuck out of their sugar walls between their eggs, blowing out their incubator between their legs because of the heat from the battery, and it stinks like fish, honest to God. The big bathtub, it's like a square that's been stretched into a rectangle. That's what a bathtub is. It's like sort of this oblong parabolic dish. Now, chicks are in bathtubs all over the world every fucking night, and they're moaning as they pleasure their fuckhole. Their fingers are deep in their fuckhole. They might have a fucking anal expand in their ass. They might have a gigantic Chinese-made dildo in their cunt designed by chinks, and it's in their cunt, and they're in a bathtub, and they're whacking off coming. Well, what is that? 
They're in a parabolic dish, and all those moaning sounds, those sound waves, goes out of that house into the sound waves, into the sound wave library of our world, and they go up to the atmosphere. They even leave that area, destroying the fucking planet with pussy stench. They're destroying the planet with these bizarre moans, these bizarre orgasmic sounds as they're in a bathtub. They're using the planet up, but nobody ever talks about what they're doing by sending out, by broadcasting their moans from their bathtub as they're fucking themselves out in their bathtub. Hey, Mommy, what are you doing in there? I'm not doing anything, baby. Mommy's in here washing her hair. Mommy ain't in there washing her hair. Mommy's in there with a 19-inch fucking Chinese-made phony rubber dildo getting herself off because that's what she's been doing since she was 14 fucking years old. That is what your mommy is, dink. Now blow off. I didn't know mommy was doing that. Go cuke your puke, slut. Go cuke your puke. I like that. I don't know why. Just like it. Imagine all the chicks sitting on batteries. It's scary. Sitting on fucking 10 gigawatt batteries under their electric car. And it's just cooking their whole torso, their whole pussy area. It's just cooking it. They like that. They love electric batteries. They love electric. They've been using vibrators and dildos since they were a kid. Electric is the god of the female. You're nothing. You're just a dead rubbery dick who takes them somewhere. Or they can take money out of your fucking wallet when you're unconscious after eating their pussy and going through severe emotional trauma after having to eat that pussy. I've had it happen many times. There's deep emotional trauma involved in eating a chick's pussy out. And almost guaranteed, you will get throat cancer. You will get brain cancer. She won't get throat cancer or brain cancer. She'll be spending any money you had. She'll be getting a dick in her ass in the house that you left her when you fucking died from eating her cunt out. She's ready to go again and again and again and again. Chick sitting on fucking electric car batteries is a bad idea. Electric car batteries are coming. It's all hot down there. There's vibrator seats on. They don't even have to drive the car. Drive me to come town. That's what she fucking prints programs into her, into her thing. Drive me to come alley. Drive me to come city. Wherever it is. She just sets that in there. It drives around town like she's got a fucking male servant. Like she's got a driver because chicks want to be important. Drive me around. And they're in there cuking their fucking puke, aren't they? They're plowing their, they're, they're playing a what, a hole at a plow. I can't figure that, I can't come to fruition with that line. But they're in there doing that, coming in fogged up fucking Teslas as they drive past you and they're not even driving. They're in the back riding a 14 inch dildo on something else electric. There it goes. Look at that four wheels, that fucking hedonism on four wheels. There it goes. Look at how all the windows are fogged up. The chick is coming for the 15th fucking time. I actually resent chicks coming. I don't want them to come. I don't feel they should, they, they deserve pleasure like that. I can't see them doing that, having needs like that. I don't, I don't really accept any of that. I just don't want it. I don't want it. I want to talk about something. I want to move on now. I want to get off that. I just want to basically touch on, on fucking electric batteries under cars, under bed, under car seats, under cars on the bottom underside of the car. I want to touch base on that so you know what's really going on. 
chick gets out of a fucking Tesla, her whole torso is soaking wet. Her whole asshole's undulating. Her vaginal juices and her cunt has grown five, nine inches. It just unfurls inside her torso when she's driving a Tesla because of the heat below her. Pussy's always unfurling when it thinks there's a dick nearby. When it feels the heat, there's heat nearby, there's comfort, there's security. The cunt now unfurls and says, gimme the dick. I just want to talk about something now. I want to move on. Now, in the wintertime, something that's just recently happened, and I I hope I can put this together in a way that you can understand. My audience has got a sixth-grade education, uh, thereabouts. I had a marketing place tell me this. I have a sixth-grade education uh, listening audience, so I have to make sure that this is clear and makes sense. In the wintertime here, where I live, I live in upper northern Michigan on 100 acres, surrounded by state forest, way up in northern Michigan. It's all state forest, state land, unending billion acres of trees, unending trees and rivers and streams and quicksand and sand dunes. It just unending all the way to the upper peninsula, and that's more trees and sand dunes and ruralness. It's kind of neat, and it's also kind of scary if you're not familiar with that kind of living condition. I live on 100 acres. I've got one acre that I keep really plowed, really manicured nice for an airplane that I have that I can take off and land on, but the rest I don't really take care of. So in the wintertime, I go ice fishing up here. You think I think you know that. There's a lake right in the backyard, and I go ice fishing up here with a shanty. Now, a shanty is like a, like a shed, like a box made out of wood. It's not fucking made, not some tent like they're trying to push down people. They're making tent shanties, portable shanties, canvas or nylon tents. They're not even canvas anymore. So that a bitch can now carry this on her back. She can go out on the ice, find some dick. She doesn't have any interest in ice fishing. She just wants to go out there and look like she's participating. They thought if they made these things very light, the chicks would ice fish. And to my knowledge, to my experience, it just hasn't happened. Real ice fishermen build an actual structure just like I did. I built a structure. It was 13 by 13. I have it pulled out of the water now. And I have all kinds of shit inside of it to make my living better when I'm on top of the ice midwinter and I'm fishing and I got my line through the hole that I fucking use the ice auger and drill into the ice. Well, at a certain time at the end of the year, when is it, uh, February or March? March 15th, I think it is, the DNR, the Department of Natural Resources in Michigan, says you have to have your shanty out by March 15th or you're going to get a massive fine, 500 or $1,000. And the more it sits in the water or sunk in the water and you don't take it out, the fine just accrues and gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And they know who you are because they have all the information on you when you put your shanty out there. Your name's on the side of the shanty. There's all kinds of licenses and some stickers. They know who you are, and you're going to get these bills, an unending amount of bills. So recently, now we're not in the winter right now. So recently, I'm in the backyard, and I'm smoking dope. I like to smoke dope. I've got a cape. I sit out there in this fucking rocking chair. It's like an outdoor chair, foldable, but it's also a rocking chair. And I sit on the rocking chair with my dick in my hand, and I got dope in the other hand, and it's really enjoyable. No particular place to go. It's all cool. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I'm out there the other day, and as I'm sitting there smoking dope, I see what looks like something sticking out of the water. There's something sticking out of the water. 
and I don't know what it is, and I'm looking at it, and I keep looking at it. I have this little monocle that I use because I should wear glasses, but I don't. But I can put the monocle that I made from an old pair of glasses. It's got a string around my neck, and I can put it over my eye, and I can see better. I'm looking over there as I'm taking a drag on my weed on the, on the fucking joint I'm smoking, and I see what looks like something sticking out of the water not far from shore. And so I get up and I walk over there. And I walk over and I maybe walk into the water up to my waist to see what it is. And as I'm looking, I can see that it looks like it appears to be the roof of an ice fishing shanty. The roof sticking through the water. Right away, I know what that is. What that is, is somebody didn't take their ice fishing shanty off the ice by March 15th. And the fucking thing fell through the ice because the ice got thin, turned to fast-moving molecules, and became water again, and it fell in the fucking lake. And now the water, the movement of the lake, the wind, the current, and all that, has moved this shanty, which is sort of buoyant, close to the shore to me, really close. So I think, well, it's a nice fishing shanty. It's not mine. Somebody left it in the water on the ice. It fell through the ice, and there it is. So I decide to... Pull a shanty out of the water. Now, how I do that is this. I take my Argo Frontier six-wheel ATV. In Argo Frontier, it's got an 18-horsepower engine. It's got a big fiberglass body on it. You can lift it off so you can service the engine. It's got two bench seats. It's got two headlights and two handles that you can move it forward, backward, right, or left. And I put this little chain around the Argo Frontier on this hook system I have on the back of the Argo Frontier. I use that in case I come across any treasure or anything like that in the woods when I'm out here looking for treasure. So I strap the chain around the Argo Frontier, then I put on a snorkel and a fucking thing over my face mask over my eyes, and I go out to the shanty and I wrap the chain around the body of the shanty. And it's not a heavy chain, but it's enough to do the job for what I'm going to do. And I see, as I'm looking at it, it's kind of spooky. It's dark inside the shanty. And I think, what if somebody died in there? What if two people were in there fucking, and they had their gas heater on, and they breathed in all that carbon monoxide in, and they died in front of it, inside of it, maybe his cock still in her mouth? What if they died in there? The water's sort of preserving them. There's no oxygen deeper in the lake and the water. It's less anyways. And they're like preserved, and she's like sucking his cock, and they died in there. I'm thinking that, and I kind of get freaked out. I tie the chain around the shanty that I see as a shanty, and I connected to the Argo Frontier, and I get back on the Argo Frontier, I start it up, and I slowly start to move forward so I don't burn the clutch out on the Argo Frontier. It's a centrifugal clutch, and it can burn out. So I start to go forward, and I look back, and I see the shanty coming out of the water pretty nicely. Every way and any way that I'd hoped it could happen or work, it is working the way I was expecting, which is great. When I pull out of the water, it starts to come to the shore. It's on an angle. I pull it up, and I pull it up farther into the backyard, and I see the shanty. I get off the Argo Frontier. I see the shanty. I start looking inside the shanty because there's no bottom on it. They just put the shanty on the ice. My shanty has an actual bottom made out of two-by-fours, and it also has pressure-treated plywood, and there's a hole there where I can auger through the ice. I like a floor on the shanty. This one doesn't have that. But as I look at it, I see this gigantic piece of plexiglass. I don't know if you know what plexiglass is. It's like a plastic piece of glass 
They call it plexiglass. This glass is thick and it's expensive. This is about, I measured it, it was about a quarter of an inch thick of plexiglass and it's huge. It's a huge area, five feet long, five and a half feet long, I think it was, and four and a half feet wide. So somebody liked to sit in there and look at snowmobiles on the ice and people walking past the ice. They used the window, the plexiglass window, so that it would illuminate the inside of the ice fishing shanty, which was a good idea. And I see the name printed on the side of the shanty. I see the stickers on it that they paid for, for the permit to sit out there in the shanty, the DNR fee you have to pay. But I don't recognize their name, and I don't really care. But I get this great idea. I think, I'm going to salvage the big piece of plexiglass off the shanty. I'm going to use that, and then I look inside the shanty. There's not anything in there other than a picture of a naked bitch that's in there on the wall, and it had nailed, someone had nailed it onto the wall. It's still sticking on it. Some of her is missing on the picture, so she's he's in there whacking off, or he's takes chicks in there, was taking women in there, and they saw the naked lady, and they got turned on, and shit like that. I don't really know what it was, but I took that off, let that dry, and I put that into my house to lay that look at later to see if there's any way, shape, or any way, shape, or form that there's any possibility that I can beat my meat, that I can pump off my, my, and pop a rod with this picture, if there's any kind of semblance of anything in there that could somehow get me going, I'm going to save it and put it aside. So I take the plexiglass out of the shanty, and I come up with this great idea. There wasn't much more good stuff in it. There was a, a metal pipe for exhaust pipe to whatever it was connected to, the heating system. I kept that. There was some other like metal, old metal. They used to put out metal tags that you'd have to put on your shanty. Those had dates on them. I kind of like those. They felt sort of legendary and historic, and uh, it just had that feeling of coolness from this shanty that was out there this many years and had endured this. They're little metal plates or placards about four inches wide and about an inch and a half high, and you would put that on your shanty. And it went back many years, and I wanted those. I'm My intention is to frame them put them on a beautiful frame, put some glass over it, and put those on this frame and put it on the wall of my house. I really enjoyed that. But I got this idea for the plexiglass. I have another little wooden boat that's got a flat bottom. And I thought, I'm going to put that plexiglass on the bottom of the boat. I'll put the plexiglass, the quarter-inch plexiglass, on the bottom of the flat boat that I have. I have another boat that is just a beautiful boat. It's got wooden slats. It's hardwood. It's a totally different type of boat. I restored that completely. But this other boat I have isn't very expensive. It's got a flat bottom. It's made out of wood. And I think this to myself. This is why I took the plexiglass out, stupid. I'm going to put the plexiglass in the flat-bottom boat. And I'm going to make that work. I'm going to make it watertight so that I can take the boat out and look through the bottom of the plexiglass when I'm out there. Then I get another idea. Now, for years, I've made all kinds of fucking uh, sculptures, and I've made them out of all sorts of stuff, including cement. Now, cement, to make a cement sculpture, I use what they would call like chicken wire or wire mesh. I make the entire thing out of chicken wire. The whole thing is done. And then I come back with concrete with actual concrete and i fill it in the frame that i made out of chicken wire out of out of wire mesh like a cage you'd make to hold a chicken or something like a cage you'd make to travel with a cat it's the kind of metal this is and it's galvanized 
I thought that I'd put that in the bottom of the boat, and I'd put that in the bottom of the boat, and the reason is the sculpture I was working on. The sculpture that I had been working on was a woman. This is sound like a joke. This is not a joke, fuckstick. This is a joke. This is a stage play. This is the way my fucking mind works. I like challenges like this. I like testing myself like this. I like the results that you get from doing things like this. I had been working on a sculpture of a woman on her back with her legs spread, and she's got her hand to her cunt. She's playing with her cunt. It's made out of concrete and chicken wire, and the concrete I put in it with a special waterproofing material that you can mix with the concrete. It'll still eventually fall apart in water, but not for years. And I made this sculpture of a woman on her back with her legs spread and pulled back, and her hand is clearly on her cunt, and I didn't know what to do with it. I thought about putting it out at the mailbox, and I thought, well, maybe the city would get mad or the fucking commissioners or the town council. I don't know what it would be. I thought that something like that would happen if I put it out there. I thought, I'll put it out there. I'll make it lifelike. I'll paint it pink. I'll add some nuances, some darkened areas, and I'll stick it out there, or I'll put it in my yard on some kind of stand. Then I come up with this idea when I fucking found this piece of plexiglass on this abandoned ice fishing shanty. Giant piece of plexiglass that would literally cost a fucking fortune if you went to the hardware store. A hardware store is like a place you go to for screws and wood and hammers and glue and paint and all kinds of stuff. If you're some other country, you don't know, don't know what it means. So I got this beautiful idea on how to use this sculpture in combination with this fucking clear plexiglass, quarter-inch thick stuff. Now, usually plexiglass is thin. It's bendable. If it's windy out, if you replaced a window in your garage or in a garage door, it would flex. It would bend. You could push it right through. It's just too thin. But quarter-inch thick shit is really thick. It doesn't bend. It doesn't distort. It doesn't fog up. It doesn't degenerate over time. It just stays as quarter-inch thick piece of plexiglass. So my plan was to put this body that I made, the woman that's on her back that's playing with her cunt, I mixed it with some waterproof fucking materialist chemical, and then I, after I got this idea, I started to paint her pink, and I put a wig over the thing. I got tons of wigs and shit I use when I go hunting. There's all sorts of wigs and other things I use for bait, for attractants, to try to lure something in. So I made this thing, this concrete sculpture, and now it's in combination with the plexiglass bottom on the flat bottom boat. And it's just, the idea is tremendous. And you're going to say, what's that fucking idea, Norm? Well, I put the plexiglass in the bottom of the boat, got it in nicely sealed, used all kinds of wood, framed it in to hold it in. Then I used all kinds of clear silicone that you'd use like on a bathtub or a shower because the other stuff won't can't endure the water. Once that was done, I tested it out. I went out in the lake, and you have these oars, and I looked into the bottom of the plexiglass the plexiglass viewing window like a glass bottom boat, honestly. And it was really cool. You could see to the bottom, lots of areas are only 20 feet deep, 15 feet deep. And the deepest point, I was told, it's about 55 feet deep or 60 feet deep, which is quite deep for a, a lake, a small lake. And I thought, this is tremendous. My plan, which is what I enacted, was to take my sculpture of the woman. She's made out of concrete with a wig on it and the waterproof stuff, the additive I added with it. It's a beautiful thing. I thought, should I take a picture of that and put it on my website? 
and I, I didn't do that. It's so much work to do more than what I do now. I mean, I really fucking give and you give nothing back. I just give and give and give fuck stick. So once I see that the boat works and I can see to the bottom, which is really cool, I take the lady out, massive chits. I take the lady out that's waterproof and I lower her into the bottom of the, of the lake. I think it was about uh, 14, 13 feet deep. You don't want it too deep. If it was too deep, you wouldn't be able to see it through the glass-bottom boat. Some parts of the lake are weedy. Other parts are not weedy. Some parts of the lake are sandy. In Michigan, we have tons of sand because of glaciers a billion years ago that dragged through this area. It's a very sandy place in Michigan. We even had we even have dunes up here, sand dunes. So I put it, I took the, statue that I made out of concrete, the woman playing with her cunt. She's on her back. Her hand is on her cunt. She's looking up, and it's the spookiest look you've ever seen. I painted in her eyes everything. Just spooky, like her eyes are wide open, and her mouth is open, too, like she's really enjoying herself. And they lowered her into an area that has a sand floor in the lake here. I didn't go too deep because I want to be able to see her. The beauty of of water at 10 or 12 feet is that it magnifies the image. It gets much bigger than it is. It's like holding a magnifying glass above whatever it is you're looking down onto. The water magnifies the image. And then you've got these moving ripples and things floating in the water. Now, here's why I did this. I lowered it in. Now, to lower it in, I took this nylon rope that you use for camping, and I lowered it over the side of the boat. It was went really pretty good. It was heavy. Once or twice, I got a couple rope burns because it was heavier than I thought it was going to be. So I had gloves in the boat, and I put the gloves on and slowly lowered it down to the bottom. I had to make sure that she'd be on her back looking up, playing with her cunt, and you could see her eyes. Now, when I got back and moved this thing in position, I pulled away, took the rope up. I had the rope a special way that I could pull it in a certain way, and I could release the rope. There was a little, not like a slip, kind of like a slip knot, I guess you'd call it. And then I pulled away and came back fresh, and I rode over the naked lady made out of concrete, playing with her cunt, looking up, and her legs are really spread in these gigantic concrete tits. And I came back to it with my fucking flat-bottom boat. Now it has the plexiglass bottom in it that I was able to salvage from somebody's ice fishing shanty probably last year. I'm sure it would have been more rotted, and there was dates on it, current dates, with regards to the DNR, the permits. So I went back over it. It was so stunningly spooky, so bizarre. I mean, it creeped me out. It looked like a real bitch down there playing with her cunt, and it was sort of a turn-on, and I had to I had to beat my meat while I was out there. Nobody saw me, but it tripped something in me, and I started to pop a rod, and I had to I had to blow my load. When I blew my load, it went out into the water. It was one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen. Big, white, fucking four, five, six feet long stream of cum, because I got a massive dick being blown into the fucking water, shot over, and then landing in the water, these little ripples. Somehow it was very satisfying to see the ripples. You think, wow. I made something happen. I am important. I've done something. And there's a, for a reaction. There's a reaction. There's the reaction to what I just did. There was a response, a repose to what I just did. It was wonderful. Now, here's the part that was exceptional. Here's the part that was beyond anything you could ever imagine. A woman comes to my door that I've known on and off for about, uh, I don't know, three, four months. 
and I can tell she wants to fuck your correspondent. You just know right away. I know everything when I look at a chick if she wants to hammer my cock. She wants to ride my baloney pony. I know it all because of the way their eyes are dilated or not dilated. Is she flushing in her chest big red patches? Is she walking funny because her snatch is so wet she could do the splits? Is she having trouble having to clamp onto her legs, the muscles in them to control her legs? I can see all kinds of shit like that. These body, you know, body language. I can see it all and I've known that she's wanted to fuck your correspondent for some time. What do I call her? I don't, let's just call her, let's call her Renee. It's similar. It's the first right, first name, the first R, and it is, is exactly true. The rest is not true. Her name starts with R, but we're going to call her Renee. She comes over and it's, we start talking. We start smoking dope. We slam a couple shots down a bourbon. We start, and the minute I have a chick come over or somebody visit me, I put a big chunk of pinconning paralyzer. I just break it off a brick that I have. I've got four or five bricks of pinconning paralyzer, like fucking five or six thousand dollars in weed because a chick up here I pumped. Her family has this grow house. I get all the weed you could ever want. I've had to eat her pussy once or twice, and I'll tell you, I paid the price for it because I had a sore throat for two or three fucking weeks and didn't feel quite right. When you go down to the pussy, you start eating the pussy, you start playing around with the pussy. Remember, it's just a chicken coop. It's an incubator for fucking eggs. Would you go to a chicken coop that Tyson Farms owns, the chicken company? Would you go over there and start licking out the floor? Would you start licking roosts? Would you start licking the woodwork or the fucking framework in the chicken coop? Would you eat that out? No, it's the same goddamn thing between a woman's legs, man. You could get cancer. You could die. You could get dementia. There's all sorts of shit that will happen if you eat that pussy out. You're not supposed to go down there. That's why your dick is so far from your face, so you fuck it with your dick. That's your protector, your insulator, your distancer. Keeps you safe. So Robin... Renee comes over, not, oh fuck. How fucking A, man. I just told you her goddamn name. Told you it started with an R, I didn't mean to say it. Well, fuck it now. It's not Renee anymore, it's Robin. Yeah, I just, I, okay. So Robin comes over, we start talking, I throw some dope on a frying pan, I got this cheap fucking frying pan, it's got all this Teflon in it, the Teflon's all peeling the fuck out, I mix the dope with the Teflon, I throw a little pat of butter in there, it stinks all out, it's all dope, and once they start smelling that, all they want to do is fuck. Now, Robin was more resistant to my moves, was more resistant to my superpowers when it comes to laying pipe with a bitch. In America, she was breathing all all the fucking dope in. I she hammered down a couple shots of bourbon. We were fucking taking blotter acid, these little dots of acid, lysergic acid. We were taking that and going on fucking many trips. We're all over, but she still wouldn't. She wasn't making gestures like she was going to suck my cock. She wasn't making movements to my ass like she had a strap-on dildo. I got about five or six strap-on dildos here, maybe more. About 50, 60 fucking guns, a bunch of strap-on dildos. I don't know why dildos go with guns, but for some fucking reason they do, and women love it probably because of the danger. She was resistant to all that. So now, let's back up a little bit. I told you that I dropped the concrete fucking statue in the lake 
that I made. Made out of chicken wire. That was the inside, the eternal frame. I put fucking cement in it with a special additive to keep it fucking from, from waterproof from just falling apart. I painted this body up using pinks and hues and different colors and shadows. I painted in her eyes. She looked like fucking Cleopatra with this wig on. I had to put nails through the wig, into the concrete to hold the wig on. And she's playing with her cunt with these red fingertips, these fingernails, big, long fucking fingernails that I made out of plastic and put in the end of her fingers. I'm really good that way. I'm very artist-like, sell my art, all kinds of shit. Look it up, fuckstick. So I think to myself, I'm going to take her out on my fucking bottom boat, my glass-bottom boat that I made from some fuck's shanty that he abandoned that he let fall through the ice, probably paid two grand for that to let that happen, the luxury of dumping it. I'm going to take her out my glass-bottom boat from the quarter-inch plexiglass that I removed that I extracted from the fucking shanty. I'm going to take her out over that, and for the fuck of it, I'm going to take her over the concrete woman that's playing with her cunt. Her eyes are open, her mouth is open, looks like she's coming, and the movement of the water, and the things in the water, and occasionally seaweed goes to by, it's really creepy. It's like she's alive. I mean, it's one of the best things I ever fucking made. When I was in New York City... I submitted to the city. I can't remember the group you submitted to, the organizations you submitted to. I submitted this concrete viewing window. It stuck out of the concrete. They have these all over New York, things like this. It stuck out over the sidewalk about two feet. But inside my box, it was another piece of plexiglass. And down below, it played what you thought was men working in a sewer. It got approved. It was supposed to go forward, but something stopped it from going forward. I don't know why. Later got a letter and said they were going to pass it. It then got rejected. But you looked down into the plexiglass, this viewer that was laying on the cement, and it was like you were looking down into the sewer down 25 feet and men were working. I shot the footage on that. I had the people dressed up like they were fucking sewer workers. It was a cool thing. So this was sort of similar to that. So I decided to ask Robin if she wants to go out. I say, Robin, you want to go out in the water a little while? It's kind of relaxing. We'll go out there. I figured we'd go out there. She'd get, think it was romantic. When a woman sees water, when she hears water, she has to piss. Well, the thing about pissing, the good thing for you, is that her piss slit is on top of her fuckhole. Once that piss slit gets turned on and some piss trickles out, it hits her fuckhole. There's the hot fuckhole. The piss slit, the urine coming out, there's this chemical reaction, there's this hot fuckhole, this piss coming out, and it turns them on, man. They get really fucking turned on. Anytime you can get a chick out there, she's got to take a piss or go anywhere, they're turned on. If you're stuck in a car with some chick and you've been driving a long time and she says to you, Larry, I got to pee, she's turned on. You don't take her to a shitter somewhere, some fucking Waffle House. You pull over and start fucking because she's been turned on since she had to piss, imbecile. That's just a fucking known fact. Known. So I ask Robin, you want to go out in the boat? She says, yeah. I think this will push her over. She's going to see an effigy made out of concrete of herself. She's going to know what that person is doing because she comes every 15 minutes. That's what the fucking guy, my friend at the Detroit fucking, the Detroit uh, Biological Center, the Detroit fucking Health Department, that's what he told me every 15 minutes a chick is masturbating. Even with her fucking work, can you imagine something like that four times an hour? Four times an hour at work? It's unbelievable. 
four times, four times eight, eight sixteenths, 32 fucking orgasms during a shift. It's incredible. And you're wasting all that. That's all slipped past you. That's why you're listening to me now. So you can get better. You can get more skills. You can grow. You can fruitize all the things, all the ideas of you fucking in all these different positions with all kinds of women. You'll know it because you're learning it from me. This isn't bullshit. This is true fucking shit. Proven, tried, and true. I've got all kinds of fucking stats, all kinds of goddamn collated shit. I've got stuff on dry erase boards, chalkboards. I must have 50 old metal file cabinets with all this shit in it. It's going to be worth a fortune someday, but I'll be dead. And I won't be here to bask in the glory of any of that. Somebody else will get it and say it was their fucking idea. That's how America is. So I ask Robin if she wants to go out in a boat. She says, yeah. I don't tell her about the glass bottom when we get into it. And I start to row out. And I like the way she walks and stuff. She reminds me of a girl I knew named Donna when I went to fucking high school. And we were walking out to the to the back of the school where the football field was, the fucking baseball diamond was. And I don't remember what we were going to do. Some stupid shit the teacher or the school sanctioned. We were walking out there, and she was on her period, and I told her she was on her period. She didn't know she was. The back of her pants had blood all over them. I didn't see her for three or five days. Today, they'll throw the fucking pad right at you and tell you to fuck off. But at that time, she needed three days to recuperate from the embarrassment alone. But this chick walks like her. It's just an amazing kind of a memory that came to me and made me feel closer to her and I wanted her bad. I don't know why. I'm not even sure she could take 15.5 pounds of meat. That's how big my fucking cock is. 15.5 pounds. It's not a goddamn joke either, simp. It's the truth. I tell you every fucking recording or every three recordings, I weighed my dick on my friend's cocaine scale. He was a cocaine salesman years ago. He's dead now. I said, can I weigh my dick on your Coke scale? Because he was cutting a Coke with all kinds of other garbage that looked like cocaine. He was cutting it. His big-titted sister was there. And I said, can I pull my dick out and weigh my dick on the cocaine scale? He said, yeah, go ahead, Norm. Because it was a mechanical scale. And I had to take my dick out nice. I had to finesse it to get it out. And I remember his sister kind of moving towards me to see my dick. That's all they want. That's that's the truth. They just want dick at all hours at all times and the cunt never wears out the cunt is usable till they're 90 fucking years old that's how fucking powerful how durable the cunt is when they bury him the cunt is in the shape of like a 25 year old because the cunt is made to take dick till they die and then some should make tires out of fucking pussies they don't fucking wear out like you and i do they just don't wear out they're cuking their puke every 15 fucking minutes man so Robin gets in the boat. I get in the boat. I start to pl- I start to paddle out. It's got two oars, and both oars have a little round rod on the oar in this swinging-like thing. And you put the round rods in the holes that are provided in the middle of the boat, so you can you can row the boat. You're rowing it. You're making it moving around with these oars. And I know exactly where the fucking statue is that I built because I attached a piece of non-filament line to a bobber where the bobber is when I'm talking about a fishing bobber where the bobber is there's the naked concrete bitch playing with her concrete clit and she's down there with her legs spread and her big painted eyes on and she looks like she's coming I think I'm just going to take Robin over that she's going to see that 
the unspoken language. She's going to feel the water, hear the water. That cunt's going to fucking uncork, and we're going to be fucking through the night. We'll just stay out there, and we'll fucking float around and fuck some more. And all we got to do is jump in the water. She's got to jump in the water to fucking give herself a freshwater douche from all the fucking. I'll jump in the water. Maybe we'll eat each other out under the water. There's that kind of shit that goes through your mind. So I start to row to the barber. She doesn't know the barber's there. She doesn't even know what the fuck a bobber is, no matter what a chick tells you. They don't know what a fucking bobber is. It's red and white, and it floats when you're fishing, and if it starts to go down, it's connected to your hook and your line. You got to fish on the other end of it. I never use those. I don't need them. There's a sinker and a hook, and you feel with your finger on the line when you got something going to swallow the hook. So I steer towards the fucking bobber, and I tell her, look down there. If you look down there, it's still pretty bright out pretty sunny out. And I say, look through the, the glass bottom boat, Robin. It's really cool. There's all sorts of stuff in there. I've seen guns. I've seen fucking cannons. I've seen suitcases. I've seen fucking outboard engines. I tell her this is what I see because I'm trying to make conversation. I have seen outboard engines, but I haven't seen other things like that when I'm ice fishing. I haven't seen the other things I just told you, but I'm telling her that because I'm trying to get her pants off so I can fucking cram my 19 inches up her back fucking door, up her shit, up her shithole, up her fucking, up her fucking cunt. I'm trying to do this. Her fucking cunt, Mike, with my, I want to get my cunt cannon. I want to jam it in. So I said cunt, that's why I said cannon. Cannon's another buzzword. They hear cannon, they think cunt cannon. They want your cunt cannon in their fucking stretched out cunt, and that's all I can think of. So I steer towards the bobber. It's really incredible. I mean, it was perfect. You'd think I had fucking navigational equipment in the boat. That's how beautiful it was. And I slowed the boat down, and she's looking down, and all of a sudden, we're talking. All of a sudden, she stops talking. Honest to God. This isn't a joke. This isn't some fucking put on. This is a stage show. This isn't some fucking audition or some shit like that. She stops talking. I can't remember what trivial bullshit we were talking about. Whatever a chick talks about, you have to pretend to listen to or you're going to get in trouble. She won't suck your cock, will she? You won't be able to do that. So she's talking like crazy. I don't know what it was. Troubles at home, her family, her dad, her mom. I don't exactly know what it is. A fucking chlamydia. She's been trying to get rid of one out of three has four sexual diseases. Whatever she's talking about, she suddenly stops dead at exactly the place where the bobber was floating at the surface of the lake. She stops talking, and I see her jaw kind of go, what do they call it? Go go light, go go limp. Her jaw went limp. Her jaw was a gape. Is that what they say? Like it just fell fell down. I don't know if you know this, but people are working shit. They're not, they don't look like that normally. They're working all day to make you think they look normal. They're controlling their jaw. They're holding their jaw in place. They're doing all kinds of things like that all day. If you let, if they let go of their jaw, they'd be fucking spooky. Everybody eventually lets go of their jaw. Most of the chicks that I bang from the rear, I've got them bent over something like a tree stump. Their jaw goes agape because nothing else matters to them except that fucking ring of fire around her asshole with my 15.5 pounds of dick in her back door and her fucking, her stink star. So she stops talking, and I'm trying to keep the boat right there. She stopped talking because she saw my statue down there playing with her cunt, and she saw the look on her face. She saw the hair moving in the fucking water. She saw all this and was turned on. I know she was turned on, and here's what I'm going to tell you. 
She took her left female hand, her good feminine hand, with her painted fingernails, and she started unconsciously, like rubbing her nipple, as she's looking through the glass-bottom boat. The piece of fucking plexiglass I took out of the shanty that floated up and got near shore that I extracted and installed. She starts rubbing the nipple on her right fucking, on her left hit. This isn't made up, man. It sounds ridiculous, but it's true. When you look like me, anything is fucking possible. They just let loose. They think, wow, I can't, yeah, I got 50 grand IO, 60 grand IO. I'm never going to own nothing. I can't stand fucking working. And then they see me and they think, I'm like a, a pot of gold with a rainbow. I'm like an angel, like some spirit. And they feel relaxed and all they think about is big fucking giant links and girths and dick and inches and fucking widths and length. That's all I think about. I see her move her hand to her tit and I know she sees what I put down there and she's getting turned on. Then her other hand goes to her tit, the right hand, and she's playing with her tit in the right hand, still looking down at the lady at the bottom that's playing with her twat who looks like she's coming. It's like a fucking mermaid or something. And then I see her spread her legs and try to position herself over the fucking panel that I put in the floor, the glass bottom panel that I put in this fucking flat bottom boat. She's on all fours, like, like hovering above the window. And now she's massaging her clit, her, her fucking, her incubator between her legs, her chicken farm, her egg rookery that's between her legs. She starts massaging that fucking area and I had trouble holding the boat in place. I'm not shitting you. I'm telling you the truth. Because she started massaging her cunt and the boat was rocking back and forth. And I'm trying to keep it in position so she can keep seeing this scene. And then all of a sudden, she stops. She stops and her fucking hand is shaking. And she points towards me. It's just shaking like a fucking witch show or something. Some spooky horror movie. She points towards me and all she says is, fuck me. Fuck me. It was like that, only feminine. Fuck me. It was like that. All she had to do was see what she was. All she had to do was be jogged her memory into what she is. Essentially, this is all she is. When she saw that, we cut through all the shit, and it worked exactly like I fucking thought it would. It was incredible. She just pointed her finger up. Maybe she didn't say fuck me. I'm not sure what she said. Fuck you, maybe. I'm not sure. I think it was fuck me. Maybe she was upset. Maybe she was. But I know she was turned on like you've never seen. The boat was rocking all the fuck all over the place. I couldn't keep it in position after she's sitting there looking, staring, entranced in the imagery of what she sees on the bottom of the sand area of the lake, looking down at this underwater fucking sex machine down there, coming, and it told her she should be coming because all women follow directives. Whatever's hot, they want. Whatever they're told by the six lesbians that run the country that lead all these bitches, whatever they're told they do, they want. And they got to have it now. That shaky finger, man. It was shaking. I just dropped the fucking oars. I let go of the handles and went up to her and I start sucking her finger. And would you believe, you ever done that? Sucking their finger and shit? Would you believe I could smell pussy on her fingers? The finger she had pointed out. I could smell pussy. So... She didn't know what I was doing. I switched hands, and I thought, I'll go to the other hand. It's like, like natural. Like transitioned over to over their hand. I'm getting close to her. We're getting ready to fuck. And I start sucking on those fingers, and what do you think? Yeah. Those fucking fingers smell like pussy, too. So I start licking her fucking wrists. 
and I smelled pussy on her wrists. And, I mean, how can you not? They're coming every 15 minutes or masturbating every 15 fucking minutes. And then I flipped her over. Got a bait box in there. I flipped her over the bait box, and you're going to think this is bullshit. She had these short shorts on made out of, you know, jeans. My dick is so powerful that I rammed my cock right through the fabric of her jeans. Now, they couldn't have been Levi's. They couldn't have been 1850 shit, 1840 Levi's that miners used. Those fucking things were as thick as goddamn two quarters. My cock went right through the fucking shorts and into her cunt, and I banged her like you can't believe. I mean, the boat was going all over. It was rocking up and down like we were being attacked by Jaws. It was like a, a mini fucking Titanic scene only used with a cheap boat and a piece of plexiglass with this glass bottom fucking shit. It was just rocking all over the place, like the Edmund Fitzgerald that went down in Lake fucking Superior and split in half. That's what the boat started to goddamn do. I heard cracks. I heard structure issues as we were in there, and I was banging her from the goddamn rear because of the imagery. That's how influenceable a woman is, by imagery. Now I know something more. Now I know something deeper than I ever knew something more. If I can put up pre-imagery, things in the house, things outside the house, imagery on the mailbox, chicks will respond even though they don't know they're responding because their subconscious, all it wants to give, to send to the conscious is give me dick. It just wants dick all the time, night and fucking day. It wants dick. I don't know how long we fucked, but I can tell you, we fucked hard and long. She got all the width, all the length, all the fucking girth. My balls were slamming into her asshole. You know how Christ was put into a fucking, into an opening and they put a rock over it when he died? It was like that. My cock was going over her asshole. I've had this happen before. It was a perfect fucking fit. Your balls are supposed to hit their asshole when you're banging them from the rear. And it's to try to block the gas because you're doing so much abuse there. You're plowing their fucking garden. You're using a rototiller and rolling tilling their fucking cunt. Your balls are supposed to go over the asshole and block the gas. It's sort of like a metaphor, and nobody sees this. There's a Christ-like action there. There's a symbolism there. Back to the days of Jesus when they put him in a hole and put a rock over it and blocked that hole. That's supposed to jog your memory. It's supposed to take you back. I realize that now. I realize that metaphors, imagery, can make a woman do anything. We just kept removing the rock and putting it back, removing the rock and putting it back, removing the rock and putting it back. And then I came. I came. The boat was out of control. It was going everywhere. Some water started to come through where I had put the plexiglass in the bottom of the boat, the seal, the, pl the fucking, the 100% silicone caulk, bathroom caulk. It started to come through there, but nothing could endure my cock slamming in and out of some chick stink star from the rear. I like banging them from the rear. You can see the landing pad, their spine. This big landing area, the spine, the back, going all the way to the cranial vault. There's something really sexual about that. Maybe you don't know any of those things. But that's why I'm here. That's why I was put here. 
I was put here to help imbeciles like you, uneducated simps like you. I'm trying to help you through your fucking travels on how to get pussy, abundant amounts of pussy, unending amounts of pussy, truckloads of fucking pussy. I'm going to do that. You know, when we were fucking the boat, I looked over to the right. I don't know why. I've always been like that. I look all over like I'm retarded, like I've got, like I have Down syndrome. I look all over when I'm banging from the rear. I look at the ceiling, the floor. I look to the right, and all kinds of fish were around the boat. You think that's a joke? It's not. They knew that we were creating. They knew that we were fucking. They knew that the both of us were there. She was the right hand of God. I was fucking and creating the possibility. I was close to the Lord. So was she. And the fish came in. That's how shit works when you're in tune with the things around you. It's incredible. When I was done fucking her, she was limp as a noodle. Half of her body was over one seat. The seats were built into this flat-bottom boat. The other half of her body was bent over that. Her head was there. Her tits were sagging over the other side of the seat. It was so fucking loving and warm. And nothing else fucking mattered. All thanks to my concrete bitch who was playing with her cunt in the bottom of the water that I put out there. And none of that shit would have happened if I didn't find a fucking piece of plexiglass in the side of the wall of the shanty that got near the shore and started to show the roof of the shanty. Nothing with that would have happened. This wouldn't even have happened. Let me just light this. It just wouldn't have happened. I mean, it's incredible. And I don't, I don't know if I'm even able to, I mean, I, I thought seriously that I might die right there. I thought, well, fuck it. I've done it all. I've seen it all. And yet the pussy keeps coming. Why are they leaving the men out there and coming to your correspondent? Why? Because they like danger. They like chance. They like Norm Augustinus. You've been listening to the one and only My dick is enormous. There is no escape. We made it to Big Clock in cyberspace. It's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up. You're looking down. You're looking to the right. You're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace. There's thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower. A hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall, brown bricks, tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above this is this chimey bell-like thing. 
that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts, the person that died on you, the ramen noodles, your sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you. You're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body, sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you could go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year. Maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a $700,000 house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to, anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second. All you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus, and instantly and almost automatically you feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Anne, how are you? I am well. Anne, I realize I haven't chatted with you in a very long time, but I need your help. Let me explain. Anne, I have invented an 18-inch long dildo that absorbs vaginal juices when the dildo is being rammed in and out of a woman's fuckhole. Did you know that a hot dripping vagina creates up to 24 ounces of fuckhole lubricant when a woman is turned on? My dildo will absorb all of that naughty sex liquid and store the juices inside my dildo. Why do I want to store toxic beaver juices inside a dildo? And my dildo is squeezable like a water balloon. All a woman has to do is store my 18-inch long dildo in her purse. If the woman is attacked by a man, the woman can remove the 18-inch long dildo from her purse and aim the dildo at her attacker's eyes and squeeze it. A powerful 25-foot-long stream of fermented, smelly vaginal juices will go into her attacker's eyes and he will be permanently blinded. And can you loan me $2.3 million so that I can get my amazing dildo into 
into production, I have enclosed a self-addressed stamped envelope. Get back to me as soon as you can. I want to get my dildo of the future on the store shelves by Christmas 2023. If you send me a jar of your vaginal juices, I will load them into one of my new space-age dildos and send you one at no cost. Love, Norman. P.S. I bumped into your big-titted little sister at the beach. When she saw me, she dug a hole into the sand, and she told me to climb into the hole, and then she got on top of me and jammed my huge erect cock into her tight fuck hole. Of course, no one on the beach knew she was taking an enormous dick because she covered my body with beach sand. Everyone around her thought your big-titted little sister was sitting on the beach with her legs bent behind her. They didn't know she had my gigantic Abraham Lincoln log splitter lodged in her cunt. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Brad Davis, your senior lifeguard here at Brown Eye Beach. Hope you're enjoying your day at the beach. Also, with the woman riding the extremely huge cock, please stop fucking. There are children making sandcastles only inches from where you are trying to get yourself off. That is all. Enjoy your day at Brown Eye Beach. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture.